Today on the Marketing Musician Podcast, we're going to talk about the 36 rules of social media. We're going to talk about forgetting lyrics on stage and how to handle that. And it's a new feature. We're going to be introducing the Open Mic Night at the Marketing Musician Podcast. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got and you just might find your way. Just make the music and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. Bells, gigs, make that dope. Watch that fan base grow and grow. So many tools you can use. So tell the world that's what you're going to do. Do it yourself. You can't lose. Who can spread the word? Nobody's better than you. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right. Hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, Jam and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum. That is available right over there at marketingmusician.com along with our class that you can take that will teach you how you can manage your own band's website. Quit using Facebook. Quit using um, Tumblr, I've seen in some cases, as your sole website. That is a bad strategy. And that's what we talk about here on the Marketing Musician Podcast. Our website is marketingmusician.com. You can email me, Dave, at marketingmusician.com. There's a voicemail button out there you can click on. Or you can call in your comments, 888-563-3222. We just like to jump into things today. We're talking about 36 rules of social media. Now, I found this on hypebot.com. I'm trying to see. Uh, Hisham Dahoud is the senior analyst of Hypebot. And I believe he's also the uh, business development for Fame House and independent musician. And he came up with these 36 rules of social media. And I thought I would supply. These to you. Number one, if all you do is respond to complaints, that's all people will send you. I like that idea. If you get it, if you if you prime the pump, if if you know marketing, growing your audience is all about connecting with your audience, and that means connecting one person at a time. And so that means you reply not only to "Hey, we didn't get our T-shirt," but when you reply to "Hey, I really liked the show last night." Number two, stop and ask, would an actual person talk that way? And I'm not really sure what they're going for there. But for me, you always, always, always put your best foot forward, especially with so many cell phones and things like that around. Number three, everyone sees, everyone sees, everyone says, here's the fun thing. I don't have my glasses on today, so this is going to be fun. Everyone says they don't want to be marketed to really They just don't want to be talked down to, which kind of goes back to number two. Always put your bet foot forward, things like that. I've I've told the story before. We had a code in my band that sometimes you get some people that you're like, man, how do I get away from this person? Because this is, you know, wow. There's a lot of crazy in the world sometimes. And we had a code that if another band member walked by and you wanted to get pulled away from somebody, you would just say, excuse me, Ben, have you seen the tuner? And that was cue for Ben to say, you know, no, I haven't, but we're having a band meeting over here or something to pull you away from that person. You say, oh, I'm sorry, I, I really got to go. So just a little tip there. Um, number four, the consumer 
is out for himself, not for you. So keep this in mind when you do your marketing. If you can explain how your product, service, whatever, can benefit that person, that's going to work because who doesn't want to benefit? So if your new single, if your new music will make you feel happy, make you want to dance, make you want to you know tune out the world, help you tune out the world, something like that, right? As uh, number five here, as monetization attempts go up, consumer experience goes down. One word for that, Facebook. They are trying harder and harder to squeeze some money out of that thing, and it's ruining the experience. So be careful with how many times you ask for money. The uh, The church I attend to, one of the churches I attend, I actually attend to, and the little one that's basically going out of business Everything they do is ask for money. They are they are so pushing the stereotype of all they want is money because they're not, well, that's a whole other story. But the point is monetization attempts go up, consumer experience goes down. Number six, don't try to be clever. Be clever. This is almost Yoda. There is no try, only tool, right? So think outside the box. Uh, number seven, social is 24-7, not a one-time stunt. So, yeah, you go out, you do your one tweet, you're, you're not done. It's Again, it's about engaging with your audience, which goes into number eight. Always write back. And then number nine, have an ROI. Now, ROI, if you're new to marketing, stands for return on investment. So this is where you track how much you make at a gig how many t-shirts you sell, how many whatever else you sell, CDs, things like that, at a gig, because you may find out that the gig that you drive the furthest away to that has the smallest club, you actually sell more merchandise for that. I've talked about that in the past. How we, we used to play a restaurant where they would move two booths, so there was no stage. And the place held maybe 30, 40 people tops. And they paid us next to nothing. They fed us for free. But man, we sell a lot of merch there. And it was a lot of fun. So keep that in mind. You know, How much are you spending? Are you getting any money back? Number 10, people would rather talk to... People would rather talk to Comcast Melissa than Comcast. Again, I guess what they're saying here is just make it personal. You know? Try to, nobody wants to talk to a brand. They want to talk to a person. 11, solve problems for people who talk about you, even if they don't address you. Again, this goes back to, it's the law. A lot of social media is the law of reciprocity. Now what that means, because I know it's a, uh, that's, that's a big word. That's a, that's a 25 cent word right there. Reciprocity means people like to do things for people who have done things for them. It's almost, it's a little slant on the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So if I have scratched your back, you're more than likely to want to scratch mine uh, back. Number 12, not everything will work and that's fine. That is true. Those are called learning experiences. Number 13, embrace negative content about your brand. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. But keep in mind, 
when it comes to reviews on iTunes, when it comes to comments on your blog, you're never as good as your best comment and you're never as bad as your worst. But look at it and ask yourself, do these people have a point? Now, if they say, you suck, okay. But if somebody said about this podcast, well, I don't like this podcast because uh, the guy says you know too much. Okay, I might have to look at that, you know. Number 14, everyone's an influencer. Let's say that one again. Everyone's an influencer, and you would be amazed Sometimes I do this podcast and do a bunch of other podcasts. If you want to see all my podcasts, just go over to davidjackson.org. That is a list of all the stuff. And you'd be amazed at, at who is listening or who is watching if you're in a club. So never, ever underestimate that. And uh, I've been trying to get kind of connected with the comedic community because comedians are all over podcasting right now. And I finally found out that somebody fairly up and up is listening to my show. And he reached out to me and uh, I gave him a lot of free advice and it's going to pay off again. You know, when you can help people help people, right? 15, if fans distribute your content without your permission, offer to help. Cause again, depending on your thoughts on this, but you know, you make music to be heard. And in the same way that I tell people, don't get into podcasting. If you're getting into it for the money, get into it because you're passionate about your, your subject. If you're getting into being a musician for the money and then you think the only way you make that is through your music sales, that it's, it's really interesting how paying for anything digital right now is kind of weird. I was listening to uh, George Robb on the, uh, the geologic podcast saying how he felt really weird because he wasn't going to pay five bucks for free wife. Well, $5 for not free Wi-Fi at the Atlanta airport, but he'll pay $5 for a cup of coffee. It has something to do with digital products. We just have a mental state that those should be free. So if somebody's trying to get the word out about your band, help them. Okay. It's okay to drive people to your site Instead of Facebook's, that's number 16, your site should be the hub of all things you, and then kind of like the sun is the center of the universe. And then you have the planets that, you know, rotate around it. Your website should be your sun. And then the planet, Facebook, Twitter, Google plus MySpace, Pinterest, whatever else, should rotate around your website. So in the event any of those go away, people know where to go, where the center of your universe is. Number 17, update your page or delete it. I am thinking of doing this. I have a Facebook page for the marketing musician. I never post anything on it. Um, When you go there, it looks like, look, we don't do this here. And I don't like to do things badly. So... You know, don't have a coming soon page. If it's not there yet, don't put it there. Because people are going, oh, cool, look, it's pictures. Oh, no, it's not. Number 18, don't make people do X, Y, then Z. Stick with just X. It's, uh, sometimes we ask too much. We're building that relationship and you're like, hey, can you, uh, instead of can you come to my house, like, hey, can you come to my house and, uh, you know, paint it and scrape it? You haven't 
built that relationship yet. So move slow. Uh, number 19, last, P, last year. Last year, pump out content. This year, optimize content. Now, what does this mean? I'm reading more and more and more content that says if you are using some sort of robot to scrape content, to generate stuff, that's just not going to work anymore. What is working is legitimate content. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Legitimate content that came from you that uh, was written... That's good content. This is not it. (laughs) Me stammering over my words. But that's what's, you know, coming at. And and anytime you can write something, if you go over to uh, schoolofpodcasting.com after uh, November 19th, I have an interview with Marcus Couch. And uh, I might play that interview on this show in the future because it actually does apply. But uh, I interviewed him on the School of Podcasting about search engine optimization. You know what? And you can check it out over there. But I will play that uh, in the next episode because that does apply to uh, this audience as well. Number 20, become best friends for life with Facebook reps. So it doesn't hurt to know people on these networks. Just don't make them your network. Make them an extension of your website. Number 21, social media doesn't exist in a vacuum. Make traditional media and social media work together. So, yeah, don't forget about print. Don't forget about TV. Don't forget about radio. Yes, it's harder to get listed in there, but try to get them to work together. Number two, desktop is conquered territory. Mobile is the battle field. Yeah, if your website isn't mobile ready, there is a great plugin for WordPress called WP Touch. If you install that, your website is pretty much mobile ready. But you can... Look into, you know, using that more and more. It's amazing the stats that are coming out. They're just saying more and more and more people are browsing the internet on your phone. And if your website isn't ready for that, you're you're missing out on some opportunity. Number 23 of the 36 rules of social media is if you don't see financial results, you wasted your money. And this is where you can do things like there's a great plugin for WordPress. And again, this is, these are the things I teach in that site, in that class I have is a great plugin called pretty link. And so I'll give you an example on the school of podcasting. Uh, I have a link that says school forward slash YouTube. And anytime I do a video, I use that link. Why? Because I can see how much traffic was delivered to my website from YouTube and then I can determine, okay, these videos that I'm putting out on YouTube, is it worth my time? Is it driving any substantial traffic? And there are other things you can do to track to see if people purchased and such. So, But you need to do this with thought-out um, steps, with a thought-out approach. Otherwise, you're kind of doing shotgun marketing. Number 24, people fight for their privacy. That is, right now, attention is the number one currency. People are busy, and when you ask them to give up their email, that's not a a small thing, so keep that in mind. 25, the only way to scale word of mouth is paid advertising. 
the only way to scale word of mouth, paid advertising. And we'll be talking about that in the future. I have uh, some tips on how you can set up campaigns in Google AdWords that are, will be coming to the podcast. Number 26, have a crisis plan. Now, for me, on my website, I use a plugin called Backup Buddy. If you go to marketingmusician.com forward slash Backup Buddy, it is not a free plugin, but it is a very powerful plugin that will really, really uh, back up everything on your website, not just your WordPress database. It'll do your images. It'll do your files. It's a, a way that you can basically clone your website. And then you can load that back up anywhere off of your site so that in the event, for whatever reason, you get hacked, something happens, you are safe because you've got a backup of your website. Uh, also, in terms of performing, I always say make friends with your, for lack of a better phrase, competition. Because you never know when your drummer is going to break their arm and you've got to get a drummer in two days. If you know the local musicians, you've got a crisis plan back up. And that means you're going to have to know people who play the similar type of music, which again makes them your competition. But that definitely can help you in that uh, way. He said turning off his phone. Uh, number 27, don't use ads to prop up boring content. Use ads to accelerate successful content. And for this, I give you an example of, uh, I worked in a, a fortune 500 company and they would always say, let's do a customer survey. Let's do a customer survey. And, and I would start working on the questions and such. And then I would say, well, hold on a second. What are we going to do with the results of this survey? Like what if somebody calls up and says, you suck and here's why you suck. Do we have people, do we have teams in place to handle these complaints? Because otherwise people are going to complain. They'll think something's going to happen. We're not going to do anything and they're going to take you suck and they're going to advance that to you really suck because before they thought we didn't care. Now they know we don't care. So I say this to say you need to get your content as good as you can get it. As good as you can get it. Make that, you know, advance everything you can into the quality of your music. Advance all you can into the quality of your website. There's some great plugins. There are some great themes that you can make a great looking WordPress theme for 35 bucks. You know, you don't have to pay $5,000, $35 for a pretty cool theme with some, you know, sliding images and all sorts of stuff. Get that stuff right. Then when your website is like, wow, okay, now put the flamethrower to it and turn up the heat on it. But if you're not getting any activity on your website, sending more people to it is just like, okay, great. So you were boring people before when they found you naturally. Now you're boring people uh, after you pay them to go look at your boring content. Number 28. Forget individuals, you're creating content that encourages groups to form. Now, what this is, if you've ever read the book Tribes by Seth Godin, it's a great book. You want to start building your community. Yes, you can, you know, we talk about moving each individual. You build your audience one person at a time. But see if there's something you believe in, there's something that in your songs that start to look and see if you have groups of people that can kind of all tie in together. 
and start building that community. Uh, number 29, people don't want to shop where they socialize. That's an interesting thought. Uh, so when you're socializing on Facebook and you're like, hey, buy here, buy here, buy here, it makes sense. I understand that concept that you want to play in traffic and there's a lot of traffic over there. But, you know, you might want to put the store on your website. Have the socializing going over in Facebook. Have the socializing going in on your forum. But have that store page completely separate. That's a new concept for me. Number 30, contests and sweepstakes are fine if you want to encourage short relationships. So somebody shows up because they want the free Kindle. Okay, great. They get their free Kindle and they leave. Yeah, I've heard about this a lot, especially people use this for podcast promotion. And it is a short-term solution, but um, not the best solution. But sometimes, you know, in the end, are you going to come up with zero return on investment? Maybe not, but it's hard to, to track that. Number 31, people care what you had for breakfast if you're a food brand. So I understand that, uh, you know, what What do I say on Twitter? What do I say like that? And I understand that we all do the, hey, I had lunch for this and that. But try to think about what your audience is interested in. See if there's anything you can do to help them. See if there are any answers you can answer for them. Things like that. It's not always all about you. Try to make your your social interaction about other people 32 i am so guilty of this it simply says pinterest works i am pinterest illiterate i have an account i signed up and that's as far as i got so you'll be hearing more about that uh in the future number 32 your fans own your brand work pretty good for the grateful dead number 34 If you're bored by social media, it's because you're trying to get more value than you create. That's almost like the old Beatles tune. Um, The love we make is equal to the love we take. Is that how that works? Or the love we take is equal to the love we make. I think that's how that works. I think I got it backwards. But basically, you know, again, try to help people. Don't just make it all about you. 35. Think past vanity metrics like followers. Yeah, a lot of people now are going into Twitter and just saying, look, it doesn't do me any good. I, I, I use TweetBot. I got 5,000 followers. I know four of them. And it, we're, we're finding more and more people are saying that, yeah, I did this. I don't know any of these people. My Twitter is useless because all the information that comes from it, I could care less about. And it would be better to have a small group of followers that you actually cared about, that you actually said, oh, wow, look what's going on with Jim or Joe or Steve or Jill than to have just all these people that you have no connection with. It's all about the connection. 36, it's an organism, not a process. I have no idea what that means. That's a very interesting one. But I got this over at HypeBot, and uh, I, I found it interesting as I went through it. A lot of times, you know, it's good to go back to the basics. And if we go back to that very, very first one, right, one of the first ones there was... If all you do is respond to complaints, that's all people will send you. And uh, the consumer is out for himself. That was the one that really got me. And as monetization attempts go up, consumer experience goes down. Those were some of my favorites of that. What were some of your favorites? Uh, I would love to hear from you. 
If you go out to our website, marketingmusician.com forward slash 39, I would love to hear your thoughts on this infographic, and uh, I'll put a link to this out at the show notes. Again, just go to marketingmusician.com forward slash 39. School of Podcasting. We're going to start off with some quick podcast success stories. Here again, podcasting is opening doors to people. You're connecting with your audience, so you're getting to know them a little better. Subscribe now at schoolofpodcasting.com. All right, next up, I wanted to uh, just share a bit of audio here of uh, Tori Amos. If you're uh, not familiar with Tori Amos, she's a rather attractive redhead who's absolutely, in my opinion, um, crazy. Yeah, she's She's got that whole Prince thing going on where her lyrics or, or Ronnie James Dio, where they're kind of like so vague that they can mean anything to everybody. But I, I loved her first couple of albums, but she's just so out there at this point. I just go, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're cute, and I like your voice, but I can't connect with you because I have no idea what you're talking about. It doesn't relate to me. But... I found this clip, I was watching this on uh, Netflix, and um, it's just her and a piano, and she forgets the lyrics. And I've always said, if you make a mistake on stage, nine times out of ten, the audience doesn't know it. Now, what's cool about this is when I was listening to this, I thought she was doing some sort of cool alternative version of this song. So if I die today, I'll be the happy phantom And I'll go chasing the nuns out in the yard And I'll run naked through the street without my Without my Without my I forgot my own words, can you believe it? Here we go again And if I die today, I'll be the happy phantom And I'll go chasing the nuns out in the yard and I'll run naked through the street without my something on And I will never need umbrellas in the rain I'll wake up in strawberry fields every day Because she's like, without my, without my, without my And I'm like, alright, cool, where's she going? And then she's like, yeah, I forgot the words Now, the cool thing about this is, number one, is when you let your guard down And you show your mistakes in this instance, it is a form of intimacy. You're, you're letting somebody, you're saying, look, um, I made a mistake. Please don't kill me kind of thing. So there's a bit of intimacy there. David Lee Roth used to fake uh, forgetting the lyrics on purpose. I've seen him do that four times now on the same song. Romeo's Delight. Oh, man, I forgot the words. Yeah, okay, sure you did. But I like the fact that she just was like, all right, let's move on. She went back. That creates a moment. I was there the night that Tori re- forgot the lur- the uh, words to her song. It's not a big deal. And I've always said what I've been in bands where people made mistakes and other band members on stage would be like, oh, come on, dude, man. And they'd get mad and point fingers and make really nasty, scowly faces and things like that. That's not the way to handle it. So great example of, uh, you know, just moving on. And then the other interesting thing, I didn't get this clip, but um, she starts to play a song and she says, look, did you guys come here to listen to music or talk? She just stopped like before she started to sing. And it's interesting because it does kind of demand respect. Like, look, 
I'm just I'm not going to be a human jukebox tonight because this was like some sort of uh, music festival. This wasn't like she's playing in a club. This was like the blah 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 music festival. So I thought that was rather interesting, kind of bold. Don't know if I would pull that because I know I've definitely been a human jukebox before. Uh, but uh, it was interesting. So um, again, be careful what you say on stage, and uh, if you can, roll with the punches. All right, last up, I uh, wanted to put this at the end. If you're a regular listener of the show, you're probably going, Dave, where the heck have you been? Um, It's been a long time. My wife had surgery. We've had all sorts of fun things that have just stopped me from getting to the podcast. And uh, she also lost her job, which meant I'm doing a lot more podcast consulting these days to help pay the bills, which is good. Uh, but the bad news is uh, I end up doing everybody else's job instead of my stuff. So I was thinking about this one day, and I'm like, man, I really miss all my my friends over at uh, the Marketing Musician Podcast. And I thought about this. There are probably tons of you, or at least I'm hoping so, that have thought of doing maybe some sort of marketing podcast, or you had some sort of band story, or some sort of podcast, and you you go, you know, I should start a podcast. And then it maybe dawns on you that maybe you don't have enough material, or you don't want to take the time to discover the material, things like that, to actually create your own show. Hence, I am opening up the door now, and I'm going to call it the Marketing Musician Open Mic Night. Now, if you realize this, I had to put this in kind of musician terms, there are times when it's just open mic, and people get up, and they do their thing, and they do their song or whatever, and hope they get a little exposure, and that's it. So if you've ever thought of maybe testing the waters of podcasting, maybe you want to help with a podcast, but you don't want one of your own, feel free. This is all I'm looking for. Record your your item, whatever your topic may be. And again, in the end, we're, we're looking for more fans, more um, music sales, more gigs, any kind of tools, any kind of gear reviews that uh, we're always looking for those. And... You know, send it to me, and uh, I don't really see me rejecting anything unless it's uh, hideously bad. And, um, you know, while you're at it, uh, send us a song, and we'll play a song of your band at the end of it. And if you want, tell us the story of the song that always helps. And, um, you know, when you introduce yourself, be sure to say your, your band's website. If you don't have one, go out to marketingmusician.com and take that class. Doggone it. But it's a way I thought of, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling myself with finding the time, getting the content, but I, I want the podcast to keep going. And I realized that my audience is a smart audience. You guys are out there doing it in the trenches. And I thought I've always been about helping musicians promote themselves. So why not give you the floor? Now, in some cases, depending on what the topic is, maybe we'll get together on Skype and you can kind of co-host the podcast with me. Maybe you need something where we want to have some, you know, banter for lack of a better phrase. Uh, We could do that as well. I'm open to it, but I just thought let's open up the floor and see what comes to the marketing musician podcast. So that I'm glad you're still listening at this point. I want to thank you so much for tuning in again. Our website is marketingmusician.com. That's where you can find my book, 
Get your band out of the basement and keep them out of the assignment. Makes a great Christmas gift. You could also take our class, you know, building your band's website. That is out there. So I want to talk about WordPress and things like that. Do you realize you can actually have your own website for $7 a month? Seven bucks. That's like two, you know, cups of Starbucks. And you could be your own webmaster. I've actually used that then to go to clubs. And if I see the club doesn't have a website, I will make their own website for them. And say, Mr. Club Owner, it's only $7 a month. Did you know that? And then you facilitate that for them. And now you're just tied into that club. Who are they going to call when they want to book the band? It's a great skill to have. And you'll see that it doesn't take squat to make your own website. It's really amazing that way how things have gotten so easy. So, again, that's all at marketingmusician.com. You can email me, dave at marketingmusician.com. If you do record something, uh, just save it as an MP3. Or if you want to save it as a WAV file and throw it in a Dropbox, something like that, that would be cool too. Just email me. We'll get that all taken care of. And uh, thank you so much. Let me leave you with uh, you know, that my, my favorite quote, yeah, and that is, for those who have money, there is music. And for the rest of us, there is music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. I'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast.